Hey, Pastor Stephen here. Welcome to the Abundant Springs podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check us out online at AbundantSprings.Church. And now, on to this week's message. Well, welcome Abundant Springs family and everyone that's joining us on Church Online. I'm so glad that you're able to be with us here today in whatever platform that you're meeting us on, wherever you are right now. I want you to know right off the bat that Jesus loves you and he cares about you very, very deeply. You know, right now, with all that's going on in our world, uh, we are truly moving forward on a day-to-day basis. There's, there's no guarantees from one day to the next. There's no planning ahead because we have no idea what the future truly holds for us. One day, life is going one way, and the next day, everything is different. In fact, right now, I would say that there are no clear answers about what the future holds for any one of us. Who knows when all this is going to be over? Who knows what businesses are still going to be around? Who knows who is going to get sick? Who knows if flour, yeast, and Lysol wipes are going to be in stock when you go to the grocery store? We don't know. Now, perhaps right now you're someone that's vulnerable to getting sick or you've actually become sick and you're, you're having to deal with the increased isolation or the fear of what's going to happen as a result of the sickness. You might be waiting for test results to come back. Perhaps you have loved ones who are vulnerable that you're worried about, that you're, you're anxious about them going out. You're anxious about what may happen if they catch a cold or if they catch this virus that we're all concerned about. Maybe, maybe you're worrying about losing your job. Or maybe you already have and and you're already hurting financially and you're not sure how you're going to get by while you wait for the government to kick in with all of the benefits that they're rolling out right now. And friends, wherever you're at today, whatever the worries, whatever the changes that are going on in your life right now, I need to let you know that I'm there with you. My wife, Embry, she just took a layoff over at her job here in town. And, and just the other day, we actually laid her off of her part-time administrative position here at the church to facilitate her EI and, and all that goes along with that. Here at Abundant Springs, the future is uncertain for our financial situation as we recognize that there are many people who are are dealing with their own financial struggles and we're wondering, how are we going to pay the bills as we go forward? At, At the very time where we are stepping out in faith more than we ever have before, where we are stretching ourselves to meet needs in our community and around our world that are rising up left, right, and center, we need to be the church. And it takes resources to do that. And we're right there with you. We don't know what tomorrow holds for God's provision for our church and the things that we desire to do as a church. For myself, I know I'm finding myself having to make decisions on the fly. And if you know me well, you know that I am a planner, that I am a thinker, that I'm someone that likes to research things. But the problem is, is that no one's ever been through this before. So everyone's learning. And so we're having to make quick snap decisions without any certainty that things are going to work out at the end. And in fact, I don't know if something that I choose to do right now, if it's going to result in things blowing up in my face. We're stepping forward in faith one step at a time. There's uncertainty all around us. Perhaps you're tuned in today and you're not feeling very affected by COVID-19. 
And if that's you, if you feel like this really isn't impacting you financially, economically, it's not impacting your lifestyle, the way that you live or anything like that, then, then hey, listen, I'm truly happy for you. If you aren't worried about what this is going to do in the future, if you don't have family, you're worried about getting sick. I am so happy for you. I'm so glad that you're in a place where you can feel that way about what is currently going on in our world. But friends, I want you to all know that no matter the situation right now in this time, in this moment, no matter how you feel about all that's going on around us, we need to understand this is not the first crisis that our world has ever seen, and it will not be the last. And so if this crisis isn't much of a crisis to you, then I want to let you know there's a possibility that the next one will be. And so what we're going to talk about today, if it doesn't immediately apply to you right now, then I want to let you know, maybe store this up for the next time that something's going on, because you may find it helpful at that time. What I'm really saying is, will you lean in, even if you don't think there's anything in this for you, will you just lean in and listen to what I believe God has to say to us today? Because I believe that this is going to be very worthwhile. See, God has always known that this world will have plenty of trouble. In fact, scripture tells us that in this world, there's going to be trouble. And so he has filled his word, the Bible, with guidance on how we can deal with and overcome trials and fearful circumstances. Now, perhaps you're here today, you're in your living room, you're in your bedroom, you're watching on your computer right now, and and you've joined us, but you don't believe in God. Or you're not sure if you're at a place where you actually trust in Jesus. And can I just share with you today... That is okay. I'm okay with that at this point in time because I'm just so glad that you have chosen to join us for church today. And I truly hope that you will find yourself encouraged through this time. If all of you don't mind, what I'd like to do right now before we continue on is just pray a brief prayer asking God to work in us this morning. So if you don't mind bowing your head and closing your eyes, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we just come before you right now thankful that even in the midst of this situation that you are greater. Lord God, whatever circumstances look like for us right now, I just ask that you will help us to leave our worries to the side right now and to just be able to focus on what you want to speak to us today in this place. God, I ask that this morning that you would take these feeble human words that I'm about to speak and make them something worthwhile through the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Today we're going to be looking at a passage in the New Testament of the Bible. That's the the latter part of the Bible, which was written after the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And, And the book that we're going to be looking at today is actually a letter that was written by the Apostle Paul, one of the most famous Christian missionaries, a a man who the Holy Spirit of God inspired to write much of the Christian scriptures. He writes to the people of Philippi, the Christians in Philippi, and as he's doing Doing this, he's actually writing from a Roman house arrest. See, he'd been imprisoned because of his faith in Jesus. And he's writing to Christians in Philippi who also are enduring suffering at the hands of their pagan neighbors who feel threatened by the beliefs of these Christians. 
This is what he writes in Philippians chapter 4, which I hope that you'll read along with me. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all that you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all that you learned and received from me. Everything that you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Today, what I want to draw our attention to is three simple points of application, three simple actions that we can do to overcome our fear, to love through the fear, and one point of encouragement. And the first thing that we all need to step into, I believe, if we're in a place of uncertainty, if we're in a place of anxiety or worry, or we're not sure what's happening in the future and we're stressing out about it, we're fearful about all that's going on, the first thing that we need to do is this, trust in God and his power and provision. Trust in God. The message that I really believe that Paul was trying to bring across to the people of Philippi and that I want to bring across to you today is don't worry because God's got this. He's got this. See, if you trust in God, scripture says he will give you peace. He will give you peace. In fact, he won't just give you peace like we're used to thinking of peace, but he will give you a peace that goes beyond human understanding, beyond human experience. Because he will give you a security, knowing that our God is a big God, knowing that our God can handle it all, knowing that our God has promised that he will work all things together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. You might be watching this today and you might be thinking to yourself, yeah, but how how can I actually know that I can trust God? How can I know that he's going to come through for me? Maybe things are going to be too big for him and he's going to give up on me. Pastor Stephen, you don't know the things that I've done in my life. And, And so I think it's really important that I share to you today the vastness of God's love and how that results in him being extremely trustworthy. And it's this. God created us to be in a relationship with him. He created us to be in harmony, to be at peace, to be in a place of of love. But if you look around the world today, what you'll notice is that things aren't that way. The world's in chaos. And this virus has only highlighted something that was already existent in our world. And and that's the chaos brought about by sin, the brokenness brought about by sin. See, sin creates a barrier between us and God and between us and one another. It it stands in the way of us living the way that we were always meant to be. It it cuts us off from the life giver, the source of our life and wholeness, who is God. God. And when we come to scripture, what we actually see is a story of the God who created humanity pursuing and not giving up on those that rejected their creator. And time and time again, we see him passionately pursuing his chosen people, Israel. And time and time again, we see them pushing him away. 
But God didn't give up on us even then. No, instead, where we couldn't get out of our brokenness, where we were stuck in our sin, Scripture tells us that God loved us so much that he came to earth in the person of his son, Jesus Christ. That he was born of a virgin and lived a sinless life like no one else had ever done. See, Jesus stepped into our brokenness because he knew that we couldn't step out of our brokenness ourselves. Furthermore, for all of his troubles, we nailed him to a cross and murdered him. Yet that didn't fall outside of God's plan. God knew that this was going to happen. And in that moment on the cross, as Jesus was there hanging from nails in his wrists and his feet, gasping for breath, he became sin in our place. And he bore it on the cross. He paid the price for our sin. He tore down the veil that existed between us and God that sin had created to cut us off from our creator. And he became our access point to our Father in heaven. What's also amazing is that this plan involved Jesus dying, but it also involved him three days later rising again. See, the story would be one thing if Jesus died and, and took our sins on himself, but it's a whole nother thing because he also defeated death. He defeated sin. He rose to life victorious. And he hands that victory to you and me. Listen, if God loved us so much that he was willing to sacrifice it all for us, and if he is so big that he was able to defeat death for us, then this is a God that we can trust. He is a God that is bigger than anything that stands in the way. So let me ask you this morning, how can you grow in trusting God? What is there in you that needs to, to be spurred onward so that you can become a more faith-filled person in the love of God? Trusting God in his power and provision. That's the first thing that I want to highlight to us today. The second thing, if you're stuck in a place of fear, if you're in worry, if you're in anxiety, anxious about anything is this, you need to pray. You need to pray for what you need and for what God has given you. You need to pray for what you need and for what he has given you. Paul says that we need to pray about everything and give thanks to God for all the things that he's already done. And this prayer, it, it takes two different forms. One of them is individual prayer. We need to be coming before God. As, as a person comes to their father, just standing before him and saying, I love you, thank you for the things that you've done for me and, and bringing to him our concerns, bringing to him our requests, bringing to him our needs. We need to be doing these things ourselves on a daily basis. But friends, something we so often overlook is meeting together corporately. And, and before anybody says anything, I'm not saying that we need to break the restrictions on gathering or anything like that. What I'm actually calling us to do is to be creative. Right now, we are, we're holding Zoom meetings, prayer meetings over, over the internet, because we believe that it is so important that we gather together to pray for one another. And there's a whole realm of reasons for that that I'm not going to go into too deeply today just because we don't have time. But corporate prayer has always been an important and essential element of Christian practice. And too many of us have been shirking that responsibility. 
Prayer is powerful. God responds to prayer. God changes situations when we pray. God is moved by our prayers and God changes us through prayer. Prayer, in fact, especially giving thanks, is also part of of just being positive, of thinking of godly things. Paul gives this entire list of things that we need to put our focus on. And when we spend time in prayer bringing to God the good things that he has done and bringing to God the things that we are trusting him for, it sets our minds on good things and it begins to cast out fear and the peace of God begins to reign in our lives. I believe that you will receive peace as you pray and that your trust in God will grow. In fact, I so believe in the power of prayer that right now we're going to take a few minutes and we're going to break so that in the chat we can all just put in there the things that we need prayer for right now. And we're going to pray for each other in the chat. If the thing that you're dealing with right now, the thing that you need prayer for, if, it, if it's something private, uh, you can click if you're on church online, you can click in that little live prayer icon and one of our hosts will have a, a private prayer chat with you there. If it's something that you don't mind sharing publicly, this is a great opportunity for us to to pray for one another publicly. If you're on Facebook or in YouTube, you can feel free to message us or put something in the comments and we're going to do our best to be able to, to follow up with you and pray for you there as well. So go ahead and do that right now. Thank you to everyone that spent time praying in the chat this morning. You know, if you are still praying in there, if you still need prayer, feel free to keep that conversation going in the chat box there. Keep it going in Facebook Messenger. Keep pressing that that live prayer button and interacting with the hosts while we're here right now. It's totally okay. You can listen with one ear and receive prayer with another. So so go ahead and continue to do that. Don't feel like I'm saying that you can't continue to pray. We, We believe that prayer is so utterly important for us today. And so out of what Paul has written to the church in Philippi, what we've seen so far is that we need to trust in God and that we need to spend time praying and giving him thanks. And the third thing, the third simple action that you can take to overcome your fear is to obey. Obey God. Step into the opportunities around you to show love and hope. See, I think too many of us have been sitting back. We're we're resting in our fear. We're allowing the fears that we have to overwhelm us, to overcome us, to, to take us off of mission. But friends, right now is the mission. Right now is the best opportunity that we have had in years to share with people the great and overwhelming hope and love and joy of Jesus Christ that is present within ourselves. And so we need to step into the opportunities that are around us and show love and hope. See, troubling times don't mean that we stop living for Jesus. In fact, God promises you peace as you keep living for Jesus, as you keep it up. I think it's so fascinating that Paul, at numerous times, brings up the way that we live as a pathway to peace. As he's writing to the church in Philippi, and he's addressing these people that are are suffering, that are worried about telling people about their faith, they're worried about what's going to happen if they step out and share with people the source of their strength, the source of their hope. He says things like this, let everyone see that you are considerate. Change people's opinion by the way that you behave. He finishes off his statement by saying, keep living as a follower of Jesus. 
Do, do you hear that? He, he bookends this whole thing. He says, let everyone see you're considerate. Live like Jesus wants you to live and keep living as a follower of Jesus. Keep living, doing the things that he wants you to do. Live in obedience. Because friends, this is our opportunity to show the world that Jesus truly does change lives. That we're not all about talk, but we're about action. That we step into things with the authority of Jesus Christ in our hearts, in our lives, and that we have a mission that goes beyond anything that shuts down entire societies around the globe. Because the kingdom of God is advancing in this time to bring hurting people hope peace, and love. Friends, this is our chance. This is our opportunity to do something great. And I'm so thankful for all of us that have been stepping into this so far, but I believe every one of us needs to be doing this and we can't stop. We need to be relentless in the love of Jesus for our community. Last week, we brought up the fact that we need to be the church and we asked, we asked, what are some of the ways that, that you have been living this out or will be living this out? And so right now, I want to give you a few minutes to just discuss in the chat, what challenges are you facing and in stepping into the opportunities that God has put around you? And conversely, what successes have you had in doing so? Friends, those are some great things that you've shared in the chat. And right now, uh, your host, Embry, or I, we're putting into the chat some other ideas, same ideas that we put out last week, but some, some ideas that might help inspire you, that it might help uh, just spark something in your mind as things that you can do to reach our community, to reach your family, to reach your coworkers, to reach your neighbors with the love of Jesus. We can't stand idly by. We need to step into the things that God is calling us as followers of Jesus to do. But some of you right now are thinking that you don't have what it takes to do what God is telling you to do. Or you don't have what it takes to be creative and to, to think of things outside of the box for reaching the people in your community. Maybe you live far away from others and, and you're feeling isolated. You don't think that there's any way for you to reach out. You have a phone. You have internet. You can reach out. There is no excuse for a follower of Jesus not to be obeying. In fact, right now, in the midst of you feeling like you don't have what it takes, in the midst of you feeling like you're weak, in the midst of you thinking that you can't trust, pray, and obey in the midst of fearful circumstances, I want to share with you what the Apostle Paul, going through challenging times in his own life, discovered at the feet of Jesus as he prayed time and time again for relief from what was going on. We, we read about this in his letter to the Corinthian church, his second letter to the church in Corinth, chapter 12, verses 8 through 10. This is what we see. He says, Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am weak, 
then I am strong. Friend, when times are most troubling and you are least able to cope with all that is going on around you, with Jesus, you can be at your strongest. As you put your trust in him, because who else are you going to turn to? When you begin to place your prayers in him and spend that time in the quiet place that now you're forced into to pray and to communicate with God. When you begin to realize that you need to step out and obey, even if you don't feel like you have any ability to do so, it's at these moments that you begin to realize that Jesus steps in alongside of you, that his Holy Spirit takes residence within you, that you are empowered, that you are strengthened, that you are filled to go and do mighty deeds in the name of Jesus Christ. When times are most troubling and you're least able to cope with Jesus, you can be at your strongest. Friends, we desire to see people's lives changed. We desire and believe that in Jesus there is hope where there was hopelessness. That in Jesus there is healing where there was only brokenness. That with Jesus that we can find love where there was lovelessness. With Jesus we can find healthy relationships where there were none before. And friend, Jesus has tasked us with sharing our faith with the world, with sharing his love for the world, with letting the world know that he loves and accepts them just as they are, that nothing that they could ever do can earn their way into a relationship with God, could earn the love of God, but that he freely gives it to all who will accept him. And that the transformation is a process that we go through as a result of the work of Jesus that is already done on the cross. We are saved by grace through faith, not by any of the works that we have done. We cannot boast about these things. We can only boast in the work of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Friend, God works in your weakness. So step out of your fear and into his love because there is a world out there that is hurting, that is broken, that is so afraid. And you have the key to breaking their fear, to loving through the fear. God works in your weakness, so step out of your fear and into his love. Let me say that again. God works in your weakness, so step out of your fear and into his love. Trust God in his power and provision. Pray for what you need and for what he's given. Obey by stepping into the opportunities around you to show love and hope to the world. And so here's some ideas. Phone friends and offer to pray for them. Leave post-it notes on doors. Write thank you notes to essential services and let them know that you're praying for them and that Jesus loves them. Write, there is hope and Jesus loves you on your sidewalk. Have meaningful conversations with people. Just keep giving to support support the church, spend time reading the Bible, praying, listening in prayer, join the church prayer meetings, shop locally by buying gift cards to favorite local businesses and let them know that you're praying that Jesus will give them peace. There are so many things that we can do, but friends, listen to me. When you think that you can't do it, that is the very moment that God can. God works in your weakness, so step out of your fear and into his love. Trust God in his power and 
and provision. Pray for what you need and what he's given and obey and step into the opportunities around you to show love and hope. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each person on the other side of this screen right now and I ask in Jesus' name that you will give them confidence. In Jesus' name, we call out fear and we say you are not welcome here because we have a God who conquers fear, who conquers death, who conquers it all. Right now in the glorious name of Jesus, we ask that you would fill us with the boldness of your Holy Spirit and equip us to go forth into ministry. Wherever you're at right now, will you just continue to pray, continue to talk to God and and thank him for what he's done. Continue to ask God for strength, for help in your weakness. And right now, I want to talk to anyone that has heard this message that I've talked about today regarding Jesus. And something inside of you has begun to stir. Can I share with you, that is the Holy Spirit of God who's been trying to get through to you for a long time and he's currently using the words that have been spoken today to knock at the door of your heart. And if you're here and you're thinking to yourself, this Jesus, he he offers something that I need. I I think I, I need to follow this Jesus. I need what he says that he can give to me, what he has promised to me. Yeah, I I believe in what he wants to do in my life and what he's already done on the cross. Friend, I want to say this is the most profound decision that you will make in your life. It's the beginning of a journey that will transform the very essence of who you are. And so right now, I'm going to lead you in a prayer that that I'm going to ask that everyone, wherever you're at, that you would pray this. And if you pray it from your heart, know that you are giving your life to Jesus today. Jesus just says, turn from your old way of living. Begin to follow me. So let's commit to him today. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son for me. Today, I give you my heart. Please give me your life. I trust in your love and in your sacrifice. I want to live for you all my days. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Change me from the inside out. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, I'm so excited for those of you that have just given your life to Jesus this morning. If you've done that and you're on Church Online, you'll see in the chat right now that there is a box that has come up that says, yes, I am giving my life to Jesus. Would you right now let us know that you've made that decision by clicking yes, by clicking raise my hand. And when you do that, will you just let us know, connect with us in prayer, let us know who you are. You'll see in the menu there that there's a button that says contact us. If you'll click that button and just fill out that form. We want to get in touch with you and share with you what some of the next steps on this journey with Jesus are. We're not meant to do things alone, but we're meant to do things in community, even if right now that community is fully online. And so everyone right now, let's just give a round of applause to God, to the work that he is doing in these people's lives, in our own lives, and what he is going to do through this situation around the entire world.